Hello and welcome to the Missouri City View podcast, where we explore the dedicated work happening in municipalities and how it directly impacts Missouri citizens. I'm Laura Holloway, your host today. Before we begin our show today, I want to take a moment and welcome officials who are newly elected as of the recent municipal elections. Congratulations! Please be sure to check out the website of the Missouri Municipal League, where we offer a variety of training, events, and resources that will help you get up to speed. We especially encourage you to consider attending the MML Elected Officials Training Conference, June 9th through 10th in Columbia, Missouri. This event is specifically tailored to new officials and the most important basics you need to get started. Learn more at mocities.com. Now to today's show. We already know that the hard work of local government officials and employees directly impact our day-to-day lives. From the streets we use to drive to work or school, to the water we use for our coffee, to the sewer system helping to keep our city clean. We need local government workers, and it's important that they are taken care of as well. Helping to make sure local government employees have a secure financial future is Missouri Loggers, or the Missouri Local Government Employee Retirement System. I'm here today with Jeff Kempker, Missouri Loggers Assistant Executive Director of External Affairs. Jeff has served with Missouri Loggers since 2004 and has a strong knowledge of how the right planning can mean a safe future for local government employees and their families. Welcome, Jeff. Thank you for having me, Laura. I'm honored to be on the second episode of the City View podcast. That's right. Second episode. Well, we're really glad you're here today. I think we should begin today with a little bit about who Missouri Loggers is. Can you tell us a little bit about your organization and share a little history? Yeah, absolutely. So as you said, uh, Loggers is the Missouri Local Government Employees Retirement System. We are not a logging company, nor do we brew, hmm. nor do we brew beer. Um Contrary to popular belief, yeah, yeah, it does. Sometimes, sometimes it sounds pretty good. Um, and our purpose is to help Missouri's local governments attract and retain the best public servants to serve their citizens by utilizing our retirement, disability, and survivor benefits. And just to get into a little bit of the history of how we were created, um, the Missouri Municipal League is almost fully responsible for the creation of. Uh, loggers. And before loggers was created, basically you had the largest cities in Missouri that were able to provide a quality retirement program for their employees just because of the efficiencies. You know, the larger you are, it's more efficient for you. You have the staffing and the expertise to create your own retirement plan. But the smaller entities in Missouri, um, it's just not efficient for them to to do that. Just you know, just because of the like I said, the the expertise it takes and and so forth. So uh, sure. the Missouri Municipal League looked at that, and and the director in the 1960s was was J T Bell, which I'm sure uh, that name will ring a bell with some of your audience members. Um, he saw a need for the smaller. Uh, cities to band together to provide a quality retirement program uh, for their employees. So he actually spearheaded an effort to get the Missouri Constitution amended. And then um, after that happened, which, as you know, can be a huge lift because it has to go to the voters of the state of Missouri. And then after that, um, amended the uh, Missouri state statutes actually set up our plan inside the Missouri state statutes. And then, so we were created in, in 1967 uh, after the efforts by the Missouri municipal league. 
We are really proud to have been a part of that. And we definitely recognize the importance of everything you do. Who are the main people that you serve? Who participates with loggers? Yeah, so basically any political subdivision in the state of Missouri is allowed to choose loggers for their retirement program. Um, so that's obviously cities um, makes make up the largest portion of our members. Um, we have 830 employers that participate in the program now. Um, 325 of those are cities. And, okay. Yeah, but it's any political subdivision, uh, city, county, uh, fire protection district, road district, library, uh, any of those entities are allowed to make the choice to uh, provide loggers for their employees. So you mentioned uh, in your intro that you – um, you know, work really hard to help recruit and retain employees. And that is something that we're just seeing right now is is becoming more difficult. Um, local governments are having a tougher time bringing on those um, great workers. So how does someone like Log- or an organization like Loggers, how does that retirement system help in retaining and recruiting members? So, you know, obviously this is an issue not only uh, for the local governments uh, in Missouri, but uh, the the private sector employers as well. Um, It's something that's on the minds of all employers, uh, how best to attract and retain uh, good workers to fill those roles. And I think it's especially important in public service when you're talking about the vital services that are provided by local governments and the necessary training and certifications that are that are required for a lot of those positions that you need those uh, good workers off the bat. You need to be able to attract them and then you want to keep them uh, because you invest so much time and, and, and uh, resources into those folks. So just specifically for loggers, from a logger standpoint, I mean, almost everyone that you're going to talk to wants to be able to retire someday. Uh, you know, they'll say, well, yeah, I'd like to retire someday. Uh, less people know exactly how they're going to accomplish that. And you, there are, are study after study that that proves that if you have a retirement plan through your workplace, you are going to be better equipped to be financially secure after you're done working. And if you look at a, a private sector job, only about half of the employers in the private sector in the United States provide a retirement plan for their employees. And of those that do, almost all of them provide a basically a do-it-yourself account where they give you access that you can put money into an account. And then you have to figure out how you're going to invest that. And hopefully it grows um, over time and, and you make really good decisions. And then by the time you get to a point where you think you might want to retire, you look at how much money you've accumulated in in that account, and that's what you have to live off of for the rest of your life. And so that's what most of the employers, if they even have a retirement plan at all, that's what they're providing. And I think that's, that's where, if you look at the public sector, there's a real advantage because about 75% of state and local governments offer a defined benefit pension plan like loggers. Um, that's not being offered in the private sector. So that's a distinct advantage that 
that we have in the public sector that we can offer to these employees if they're if they're you know up in the air between a public sector job and a private sector job this is one huge advantage that uh, our employers in, in Missouri have uh, that they can say that we have this defined benefit pension plan that you're not going to find uh, basically anywhere else and so I, I think that really helps I think not only that, but the the fact that our employers can also say, not only do we provide this pension plan, but it's one of the most financially stable and sound pension plans in the entire country. Um, so the then the employees have the peace of mind that it's going to be there when they need it. And so I, I think those are those are uh, a couple really great advantages that our employers have, and we're. We're working with our employers now. We've been talking with a lot of um, administrators, H- HR folks, uh, about how we can help even more uh, just communicate the value. And so we've really been focusing on that. Um, we've, we've created a, a web page now that our employers can use in their job postings when they, they post a job and they say, we have loggers, almost all of them mention we have the loggers retirement program, which is great. But if you're trying to recruit someone from the private sector, they may not know what loggers is. And, you know, it's, 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 if you're trying to pull people from other local governments, they're going to know what loggers is, but, you know, so they, we had this idea come to us uh, from, from some of our membership that said, could you guys create a webpage that at a high level explains how valuable this benefit is and so we did that it's it's done um uh now employers have have a a a link that they can use and all they have to do is put it in their job posting online and say you know when they advertise we have loggers put this link and then it'll explain it so um we're helping there as far as on the attraction side and, and we're doing some other things as well um on the retention side of things, um, you know, that's really an area where I think the local governments should really focus is, um, is, is trying to retain the people they already have. And the best way that we can help with that is um, being on site with our employers and explaining the value of these benefits to their employees. Um, you know, a, a lot of employees know that they have loggers. They understand that at some point in the future, they're going to get something back, hopefully. Um, but they don't, they, they don't understand that how valuable this benefit could potentially be to them. And that if they leave, they're walking away from this. And so we've developed um, some new types of on-site meetings where um, we're educating the employees on the value. And The employer feedback we're getting has been tremendous. Um, Every employer that that has had one of these meetings has come back to us and told us how valuable these are and that they've really made a difference um, in in the people's attitudes towards uh, their loggers benefits. So we do as many of those as we can. We we do two or three a week with our small staff. We travel all over and. but uh, that's that's something that we're doing that's that we believe is really helping as well. So I'm sorry that was a long answer, but I hope I, I hope I got there. No, I think it does, and you know you really highlight something about how one of the differences with public and private sector is is how vital um, the services are for 
the, the vital services that these public employees are providing. I mean, this is your water and this is your sewer and, and we need those people. So we need a, a great way to recruit them. And then after they're all trained, um, you know, be able to retain them. I imagine that's a pretty huge challenge on your end, getting that communication out. But it sounds like you're really, you know, you've really found a great way to do that. What are some of the other challenges you're facing right now as a retirement system? Well, I think I, I kind of mentioned this in my first answer, but um, I think it's very challenging f- for us to reach uh, folks that are early in their career and explain the how valuable this benefit is to them. Um, you know, they they have to work in public service for five years in order to uh, be, you know, basically a benefit from loggers, uh, re- receive a benefit from loggers. So we want to be able to keep those folks, even even if they move, you know, around in different uh, between different localities, uh, as long as they stay in the system. Uh, that's important to us so that we know that they're at least going to get uh, some something in the future to help with their financial uh, security. And so that's a challenge for us to reach those folks that are early in, in their career. And that's where we've been spending a, a lot of our time um, trying to get to those people, like I said, doing the on-sites. Uh, we have a new email series for new hires that that we've implemented in the last few months that has been really successful. Um, and just trying to differentiate th- this benefit from what you could get from other employers. So th- that's that's a big challenge for us, especially with the small s- staff size we have. But kind of, but yeah, but kind of speaking more more globally, just from a uh, organizational pension perspective, um, one of the challenges we've really we faced for the last 15, 20 years, um, and it kind of comes and goes, but are just the outside attempts to uh, change the structure of how we provide our benefits. Um, namely, um, attempts to say, well, you know, these these benefits that these public sector w- workers are getting are maybe too good. And, and they're, they're maybe they're much better than what the private sector workers are getting. And that's not fair. So everybody should get what the private sector workers are getting. And we need to change, change th- this system to look more like the private sector. Um, so there are uh, occasionally attempts to make those types of changes, which would be hugely detrimental to our, to our membership. And there have been states um, and localities across uh, the country that have actually made the switch. And, and now, you know, let's say they made the switch 10, 15 years ago and it's been a colossal failure. And now they're looking at switching back. Alaska is one right now where they uh, switch to uh, more of a, the private sector approach to retirement uh, several years ago, and it's severely damaged their their ability to recruit and retain employees. So now they're looking at switching back to what they had uh, before. Uh, Oklahoma is another one that's going through the same process. So, um, you know, those are always challenges for us, um, and it's just a, a lot of education um, at the at the state policy level uh, to to try to protect our our members' benefits. So, so is that relatively new for Missouri, that, that discussion? Um, you know, Missouri, it, like I said, it, it comes and goes. Um, 
the the good thing about Missouri is the pension plans that we have here are doing pretty well. <laughs> uh, you know, loggers, like I said, is one of the most financially stable pension plans in the country. The, uh, we have a, a, a few more that, that are doing well. Um, so it's harder for opponents to throw rocks um, and, and find things that, that they think are wrong with these plans when they're actually running pretty well. Um, but it, it always comes up, you know, we get, uh, and, and maybe it's just, um, you know, it's not necessarily a bill that's filed, but it's a question that's asked by a policymaker that says, well, or, or a comment. Well, I think these, I think all these public employees, you know, would be better off with 401ks like the private sector has, you know, so, you know, it could just be a, a comment like that, but you don't want to let that comment turn into policy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so um, that is, that is something, like I said, we spend a lot of time on outreach and education and advocacy uh, for the defined benefit pension model. So we can protect that for our members for the long term. So you've grown quite a bit since 1967. And I know yeah. a lot of MML members, you know, really rely on loggers yeah. and have seen those benefits. What other changes have occurred in your program, like as it's developed over the last 60 years, 50 years? Yeah. I mean, like you say, I, I think just the growth has been incredible. Um, over the last 10 years, we've added 200 employers just in the last 10 years. Wow. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's been, it's been really incredible. And I think, you know, that speaks to the, the value that these benefits are providing, um, that the employers recognize that this is something that they can use as a tool to attract the, and, and retain the, the best people. Um, so I think it really it really speaks to that. And then and then, you know, too, when when you hear people saying, Oh, nobody has pensions anymore, uh, everybody's getting rid of those, you can say, Well, that's not what is happening in Missouri. You know, when you say we've added two hundred uh, new local governments have chosen our defined benefit structure over the their other options over the last ten years. You know, uh, that kind of really turns people's heads and say, well, what's what's going on in Missouri that's different than what's going on everywhere else? Um, and and so I think that's been a one of the things that I've seen over my career here just that I've been so impressed with is just the tremendous growth and the interest in 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 the program. Um, so with with that yeah, kind of growth, I mean, I know you do a lot of training and education yeah. I mean, you're out and about quite a bit then. Like what is an uh, employee, what should they expect when they sign on or when their city signs on? Yeah, we, like I said earlier, we try to be on site with our employers as much as possible because we think that's the best, most valuable way to, um, to communicate the value of the benefit. And then so people can learn more, more about what they have at their employer. Um, so we, you know, when, when an employee uh, first becomes enrolled in loggers, uh, they're going to get a, um, a an email from us just welcome, welcoming them to local government service and the plan. And then if they choose to opt into that, then they'll get, you know, periodically every couple months, they'll get another email uh, that just has some high level information about uh, what their plan provides. Um, we do about five or six webinars per month. Uh, for our members, 
um, ranging in, in various topics. And we like to bring in guest speakers as well. Uh, maybe uh, one we had a couple months ago was Social Security. Um, we had a representative from Social Security come and, and uh, we sponsored the the webinar, but it was, um, you know, a, a social security speaker. Um, and we had 410, uh, of our members that signed up for that webinar. I think it's the biggest webinar we've ever had. So that was, so that, so that was pretty good. So between the on-sites and the online, and then, um, you know, the, the annual statements they get from us showing the progress and their benefit, there's a lot of opportunities there for folks to uh, learn about their benefits. And then beyond that, we've, we really also focus on being present at other stakeholder events like the MML uh, annual conference, the elected officials conference, the, even the regional meetings, we try to attend as many of those as possible. So we're available. Um, And uh, you know, we have a very diverse group of members. So we try to attend as many other events as as we can uh, for those groups as well. Wonderful. So most likely someone's going to run into you at one of these events or or you're going to be out at their their city or organization. If they want to learn more now though, Jeff, where can they find you? Where can they learn more? So our website is mologgers.org. Uh, that's the best place to learn about your loggers benefits. Um, we have a lot of information, valuable information there. Uh, we're, we're pretty active on social media. Uh, you can find us on all the major social media outlets, um, as, as well. So that's a good way to find us, to learn more, to interact. And I know too, you guys have run, um, you have sent some information over to us in the past regarding a local hero, local government hero program. Mm -hmm. Is that what it's called? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah. The local government hero award, uh, loggers. We, we started that, uh, three years ago. And basically what this award does, it's a way to celebrate public service with in Missouri's local government communities. So, you know, (laughs) It's it's very cool to honor our members in this way because whenever they find out they're nominated, I think every single one of them is, has said, well, I don't view myself as a hero. And I think when we as citizens think of the word hero, you know, your mind automatically goes to the public safety workers, right? The, the police officers, the firefighters, the EMTs, the dispatchers. And rightfully so, right? And and those folks are are loggers members too, and 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 they do uh, incredible things every day. But what I really like about this award is that it encompasses all of the diversity of the different roles within local government. So you know, you may not see yourself as as a hero if you work in public works or, or parks and recreation or or it, the, all the administrative tasks that our folks do. But like you said earlier, I mean, these are vital public services that touch people's lives every single day. And just keeping those things going. Um, and not only that, but this award is to really recognize people that are really going above and beyond to make their communities better. And so we're really, really proud of this. Um, we just closed nominations for the 2022 award a couple months ago. Um, and the finalists will select three finalists and then a winner. And they will, those three folks will be honored at our annual meeting in October. 
Yeah. Well, we look forward to finding out who that is. That's cool. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Well, if you still have a minute, I have one last question um, that I plan to ask every guest that we're able to to host. Can you tell us two great things about your community where you live? Where I live? Um, Yeah, sure. So I live in uh, Jefferson City, and I've lived in this area uh, my entire life, uh, actually. And so I think one of the things I love about this community is – I would say the the way that that everyone is willing to chip in and help when something needs to get done. Um, you know, it it, it it there's always things that need to be done to make the community better. And I it, it seems to me that whenever there's a call for uh, folks to chip in, um, it gets done. You know, there's there's never a shortage of people to uh, to give freely of their time and their talents to. Uh, drop what they're doing and and make sure things get done. So you know, I really I really like that aspect of it. Um, you know, s- speaking specifically for the city of Jefferson itself, we have a great police department here. Uh, we have a great fire department here. Uh, the our parks are are excellent for this size of a city. Uh, we have great parks here. Um, great public works. The streets are clean. Um, you know, I just I think it's just a really well run town, um, and I wish you know I wish it got a little bit more credit than than, than it does uh, for being the capital city. Uh, you know, a lot of people overlook Jefferson City and say, "Oh, there's nothing to do there," or it's a small town. But man, I, it's it's a really great place to raise a family. That is great. You know, I I too live in Jefferson City. I've been here about 20 years now. And and I would agree. I mean, there's so much going on behind the scenes. Like you mentioned, the clean streets that, frankly, I wouldn't have recognized perhaps before I came to work with a local government organization. I mean, there's so much that you take for granted. Yeah. So it's it's neat to start seeing everything that's going on behind the scenes that makes your community great. Um, it's very humbling, really, when you realize the hard work they're doing. Well, Jeff, it has really been a pleasure talking to you today. I just really appreciate your time. Oh, I appreciate you. Thank you very much for having me. We will be sure and put information about loggers in our show notes. So if you have not had a chance to visit mologgers.org, you can check our show notes and find information there. Thank you all so much for joining us today for the Missouri City View podcast produced by the Missouri Municipal League. Please watch for future episodes and learn more about how MML can serve your city at mocities.com. And don't forget to check out our site for information on the upcoming elected officials training conference.